I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to our Christmas episode, I guess it could be our Hanukkah episode too, happy Hanukkah everyone, of The Independent Agent. We're going to do something a little bit different this time. Justin was even kind of hesitant to do it because he doesn't like to live in the past, which is a beautiful thing. But as we've talked to just thousands of agency owners and other staff over the past year and a half, people have brought up the question frequently you guys are brothers. How do you guys work together? Your dad's in the industry. You know, now your sister's working with you as well. How is that all going? How have you guys managed all that? And to be candid, we've had a lot of struggles and we're in a great spot now, but we have had a lot of struggles and want to kind of take a chance this episode to kind of go back through that kind of what our history looked like and how we kind of got to the place we are today. So that's kind of how it's going to unravel. Just, do you have anything to add to that? Well, it's it's great now that you see that I'm in the right so often. <laughs> Cute. We're also going to do something different here too, because though, Justin, I'll, I'll give you the choice. I, th- I think the answer will be, will be pretty quick on your end. You can stick with your Ultra. We're going to do this in the beginning, because I don't know if there's going to be a halftime. Or I brought one of my favorite bottles of wine, Joseph Phelps Cap. Your choice. So we're either splitting an ultra or the cab. You want you want your ultra still? You want that? You can have your. No, ultra it's. Still. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll start with the cab. Okay. So while I open this up, side note: if you guys haven't had this is the sixteen. If you guys haven't had the Phelps cab, it's one of my favorites. If you want an absolute just mind melt of a bottle, get their insignia. That's their top notch bottle, and that one's very expensive. But if there's a an anniversary or something, that bottle will go anywhere from 220 to 250 If you can get the 07, that just got rated 100 points. It's spectacular, but that's probably going to cost you 350 if you can find it. This one's probably 65 or 70 depending on where you buy it. So with that, I'm going to open this. Justin, where do you want to start? Well, I'll say that you can also find a great boxed wine at your local Albertsons. That doesn't exist. It comes in a red box. I'm not even sure the name. I just know that it cost me $20, and it's tasty. So we'll see this upgrade. But a little bit of background, because people do ask us, hey, have you been through any significant issues? Have you always worked well together? And the short answer is no, we have not always worked well together. But context is important, and where we both started and our, our, our backgrounds are going to 
shine a little light onto why we had the problems we had. So I'll start there. For myself, I came into the business with my father having sold our agency to a large public company and coming in after the fact. So I had to come into the agency, become a producer, and work for something that was obviously not my own at the beginning. So that was my starting point. It also, oh, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. It also was an environment where I was afforded an opportunity to come into an agency when I really didn't deserve it. If you looked at my personality profile, you would find someone who was not a natural salesperson. But I was the son of an individual who was acquired by this company. And as we know, nepotism tends to run pretty rampant in this industry. So I was given an opportunity to perform. The community around me, by and large, was not happy about myself coming into the business and I had some resistance. So I had to prove myself very early and do a lot of heavy lifting early on just to be able to be considered part of the team because I was that outsider coming in. So that colored a lot of my experience, what it took to be a part of that team and demonstrate that I wasn't just given the opportunity, even though I was because of who my father was, I had to earn it and demonstrate my value. So that's how I came into the business. Jordan, how did you come into the business? I came in because Justin and I quote wanted to make me the Tiger Woods of insurance no actually it's one of the few things that I'm super grateful for I came out of college and was getting married and I was going to go work for an equipment leasing company and there was a ton of young people that were working there and I was going to go join and kind of go for the experience over you know any income potential that it could provide and Justin really sat me down. He's like, you're, you're missing it. You don't really, I know insurance is, is not what you want to go into, but I think we could build you into something. And I don't know, he wasn't the greatest salesman, but he sold me. So I was a fantastic salesman that day. <laughs> so yeah, I came in, we were at the company and then pretty quickly we weren't anymore. And so we, gosh, I mean, within Eight months, 10 months of yeah. me being there. We, we bought ourselves back within eight months of you coming on board. Right. And so then I became the CEO of an insurance agency while Justin was the president because everything had to be fair, right? And so equal titles, even though I didn't even know how to spell insurance, I didn't know how to run a business, nor did Justin. Kind of went off on our own. And we partnered up with a friend that was a family friend agency that my dad used to do work with to utilize an agency management system and their appointments. And it was tough. And that was June of 08. And then October 08 happened and the world collapsed. And we all we did was insure contractors. So our book pretty much within six months was worth about half because new construction fell off a cliff, especially new tract construction of which many of our clients were involved with. I remember actually... It was January, February of 10 over January, February of 09. Our revenue was like 55% lower those two months. And I looked at Justin and said, I don't know if this thing's going to survive. You know, kudos to Papa Goodman who gave us one of those, hey, I'll lend you some cash, pay me back when you can loans because no one else was lending at that time. You couldn't, especially do a new business. So yeah, super grateful to our dad as well for that. But 
Then we kind of took off selling on our own. Justin was Justin was really the only one. We had a couple account managers, and Justin was the only one who really knew anything about insurance. So he actually had to manage the shop and manage the existing clients. And I was kind of tasked with trying to go sell insurance, and he had to come out with me different appointments to actually close them. I was just trying to get us in the door. And I would point out, too, that when we talk about our perspective, and we'll get to the problem in a minute, but the challenge for me was... I learned a tremendous amount of my previous employer. I implemented a lot. And when we bought our agency back, I had to build everything up from scratch again, I had to build the database. We had 15,000 certs that needed to be input in the system. So that was all on my shoulders, getting all of that done. And during some of that time, there was nothing that Jordan could be doing. Mm -hmm. There was just nothing relevant to the business because he had to wait until I was set up to have a green light to even have bandwidth for new opportunity. And so then, and only remember, I was try- slapping life insurance on the side. Yes, trying to to have some extra income there. But so we had challenges there, and then ultimately being fifty fifty business partners, which we we found ourselves in, despite one person not having the knowledge and the other person having the knowledge, we equated it differently. So we had different compensation, but we had equal. Uh, equity in the company. So we set ourselves up in some unique challenges out the gate, but it really was something that we would later go, hey, maybe we should have given some more thought of this right. ahead of time. Right. I probably should have had more equity. Mm, or less. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, if you've been listening to any of these episodes, you can probably... Again? I'm sorry. S- unbelievable. Just smack the glass against the mic. If you've listened to any of our episodes, you kind of gather that we're, we're two pretty different personalities. And it's not just personality, it's kind of viewpoint on life. And I think we've both kind of actually merged more into each other on, on viewpoint as opposed to diverging rather. But I'm a millennial through and through and fully embrace it. And Justin, although he's only four years older, he's not. I mean, he's he's closer to a boomer probably than he is, you know, even Gen X, but. Well, let's talk about your motivation. So what motivates you to have a successful business? That's kind of morphed over time. Um, Let's talk back then. Right, right. You know, for me, it was more work-life balance, even though I had never worked before. So it was kind of nonsense. I mean, I had a high school and college job, but never real jobs. And it was, I want to make good money, but the money was only there so that I could have a fun life. And part of owning my own company was coming and going and doing as I pleased. I was still in my head that, you know, insurance was going to be something I was going to do for part-time. Like I, this was, even though I owned a company, I was like, oh, we'll do this. It'll turn into something and then I'll just move on. So I always kind of had that in the back of my head. And so I was always exploring other opportunities. You know, I was trading in markets because that was fun doing a ton of options trading. And yeah, I, I just think my motivation was never really to buckle down and grow the company. It was, how do I get this more into a lifestyle business, you know? And for me, this was the end-all, be-all. This was it. This was this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And for me and my personality, you've heard us talk about Enneagram stuff. I'm a six. For me, I need the security. Right. And so it was about building security. And so one of the challenges we had is, I could clearly see to him he was wanting it to be a lifestyle business, and I clearly 
wanted the security. Well, the two don't necessarily work the same. Right, because one, for your security, you want to work harder to build more and more secure. For lifestyle, there's a certain point where you go, I'm good for now. I'll come back when I need to, right? I've worked hard now, I'm going to enjoy. You know, and they're just, they're two different viewpoints. And so when the economic downturn happened, two things. One, again, Jordan and I making uh, different compensation structures at the time. So I was making a lot more than he was at the time. I also had two kids and a third on the way. Mm -hmm. And my stressors were much different because he was newly married and enjoying that life. He did not have the same pressure. So even we had a different viewpoint and I was as most stressed because for someone who needs the security financially, as far as their personality makeup, the economic downturn was as bad as it could be. So he viewed it through a different lens. Totally. And he hadn't yet made, let's say, real money. Oh, yeah. I was at the point of, I was making real money and everything was about to go away and I got a third child on the way. Yep. And so even though I could talk to him about the stressors, he didn't understand my position because his personality was different, nor could he even have the understanding of what it's like to have a kid and the pressures to provide. And so we had some of those issues that were nagging at us as well. Do you want to move forward to when we we ultimately survived, obviously, the downturn right. and started growing the business, but then we got to stability. Right. Yeah, we got to a point where and this is neither right nor wrong, but we got to a point where we got stability, where I started to make some real money too, and everything was kind of mellow in the agency, and I was the one that was going and writing kind of all the new business. Justin was kind of managing, I was doing that, and we still wanted to grow further. And so we looked at having Justin go into sales, but that's really not his forte. And his the difference between his book and, and my book was he had a much smaller book in terms of number of clients, but much stronger, more professional relationships who really looked at him as an advisor. And a lot of my book at the time was a lot of smaller accounts, so I didn't really need to do much on them. They just kind of were with the account managers. And so it was, he didn't really have the bandwidth to go and sell because he was still managing, but then had to manage his book as well. And so we looked at, hey, how are we going to grow? And decided, hey, we're going to hire our first producer that wasn't going to be you or I, and it ended up being a friend. And it worked out for a couple of years. He did a good job and things, and he ended up moving on to a different firm um, just because he really, he was driving too far to get to our office and it was, it was not a good lifestyle choice for him. But then we ended up hiring a couple more producers. But let's pause there because I think yeah. it's an important point is when we hired him, you saw him as a replacement for what you exactly. were doing. I saw him as an addition to what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And we weren't clear upon our intentions with each other. Right. And so after the fact, Jordan saying, look, we got the guy who's doing this now that we, we don't have to. And I'm saying, well, now we're giving 30 points to a guy that would have been house money. Well, and, and the viewpoint was, from my perspective, Justin, you're not selling, so why should I sell? And Justin's point was, yeah, I'm still working though. I've, I'm managing all of my clients and the office. You're not managing your clients, so you're not at working. So even though I'm still, Justin's still doing all the work, he might be not writing new business, 
But Jordan, you're not even really having to do much work because you're just kind of watching over the new salesman and kind of helping him out a little bit. So we came at it from different perspectives. Justin, you know, looked at it from the perspective of, hey, you need to be working. And I was, well, if you're not selling, then I'm not selling. We got someone else selling, you know, which is not the healthiest place to be when you're two partners. And so, because when I kind of backed off of that, I think that's when we turned that point where I said I wanted to hang out at home a little bit more, right? Wasn't that around that time? Where you wanted to pursue your guitar. And- yeah, yeah. I think it was one of our previous episodes I talked about. Went to school originally for music industry, and I love the production side of music. Not actually, I'm not a wildly talented musician, but I love studio stuff. So I had built a kind of a recording studio in my house, and I wanted to write and record music, and I felt like I wanted to, you know, kind of do that part-time and work part-time. Again, that whole lifestyle business. And that went over about as well as you can imagine with Justin, and rightfully so, again. But it really didn't go well, and we actually got a mediator. What was his name? Do you remember? I don't know, but he was expensive. <laughs> he was expensive. It was strange. We were. What animal were you? Do you remember? I don't know what the all he would. So he was talking about the lizard brain, and he had a set process he wanted us to go through. And the long and the short of it is, yes, it started a conversation, but we ended up agreeing that Jordan could work three days a week and I would work the full week. And well, it was actually, I, I actually pulled up the, the contract oh, a little bit earlier. Yeah. We, we called it the Great Goodman Experiment. I think that's yeah. what you called it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh my God, yeah. my world's ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the positive spin on it. You had the negative spin. No, it was, uh, I, I was able to come and go freely as I chose, but I had to hit certain. I'd hit one of these three things. So in in exchange for me being able to come and go, you got more compensation and I took less. And there was like a punitive measure for me if I didn't hit one of these three objectives. Yeah. So ultimately the experiment ended. Well, the experiment ended actually early because I realized after a couple of weeks at, you know, hanging out, recording, doing stuff at home, that's not what I wanted to do. I think I just felt so trapped in where I was at the company and not having that freedom that I had to really break free to realize, oh, okay, that wasn't helpful. And then the next thing we did was I was wanting to travel a lot and you didn't, right? And so then we had to, we came up with an agreement on travel days, Yep. right? And how many times we could do that and I would have to let Justin know and we had our whole calendar sheet and I made sure I took every single one of those travel dates that I could and and all of that. When did when did Daryl come in? I think during that time, because even too, I think part of the discussions were when we would talk, you would say, Justin, I didn't even want to mention it to you because I could see the look of condemnation on your right. face. And for me, I was I was really trained up by my father. And and again, there's a lot that I think that is done right, but also the mindset that the owner always has to be there, work the longest hours. And that's what you do, right? And that's not always the best thing because then the owner doesn't ever recharge. And then the owner is stressed and can't make informed decisions because mentally they're not fully functional. And I was going to say, and for us, we're extra fortunate in that, in that we have two of us. So even if you wanted that, my kind of philosophy was, well, only one of us needs to be here, right? You have two owners. That was also not the most accurate perspective because... Justin was still the person who everyone in the office would go to with questions. 
and they wouldn't come to me just because Justin's more the technical guy and I'm more the sales guy, you know, even though I think I know more than you now. That's all right. Okay. So I think we then moved on to, we're, we're obviously very calm about this now because we're in a really good spot, but there were legitimately times where I told my wife, like, I'm just going to have him buy me out and get out. Like, I'm just done. It's not worth it. It's not worth not having a relationship with my brother. My dad was not happy. He was taking mostly Justin's side. And I, I get that on a lot of these issues because it was the philosophy that he had. And it legitimately almost broke up a couple of times. Yeah. You know? I mean, it not only almost broke the company up, but the relationship up and the stress it put on the marriages. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know? And because each wife only hears what the husband is sharing in his perspective. Right. And heaven forbid that husband doesn't tell the narrative in the, the truly nonpartisan way it should be told. And so then everyone digs in. And so it took a second round of mediation to really get some progress. Yeah. And that one, I think, was a lot more practical. That, that one was actually interesting, too, because that took a lot of trust on Justin's behalf. The guy that we ended up using for this was a guy that I had known for eight, nine years and looked at as a mentor, etc. And so he was kind of on my side, so to speak, or was coming from my perspective and was here to help. And then once he got to know Justin, once Justin actually started to trust him, he told me, well, Jordan, you know, there's some things that you probably... You know, I, I've just heard from you that I've heard Justin's perspective that that are a little bit different. We charted out a path and set forth expectations. And I think one of the biggest things that he trained us to do, now maybe this, maybe it wasn't him, but I can think of him saying this a ton of times, was you both need to get to a place where you're working on the business, not in the business. And so we really made a concerted effort to pull ourselves away from some of those roles and, and really work on the business and implement different procedures that allowed us to really step away a little bit, you know? Well, but I think a step before that was we actually had him go and interview every one of our employees. Oh, that's right. That's right. And that was helpful because they had seen him around enough to trust him and build rapport and he kept it anonymous, so we didn't know who said what, mm -hmm. and gave us an honest assessment of each of our weaknesses, each of our strengths, and what that allowed for was a little bit more clarity on our part, because one of the things that we find in, in businesses of family members or partners, there are certain areas that you're just weaker in, but you don't necessarily want to admit that you're weaker in, in those areas. Now, Jordan has a unique ability in that he is very candid about what his weak points are. Me, I will take on any challenge, say I can do anything, regardless if there's not data to back it up, that's just how my personality is. The problem is that when you have that mindset, you're less open to when someone says, you're, you're not the best fit, we need to deploy other resources to solve this problem, and... You know, and you're not being intellectually honest about this situation. So ultimately what we did and what we achieved after gathering this information, where we were both strong in and able to say, what do you want to do, Justin? What do you want to do, Jordan? What do you actually, are you strong in the area that you want to play in? Mm -hmm. And if you are, okay, you're going to play in that space and you're going to be held accountable to that. 
if you're weak in the area that you want to play and you've got to really articulate why you think that you can overcome right. that. And then we charted out a very detailed roadmap and it was a very extensive Excel spreadsheet with targets that we had to hit, objectives within the agency, and we had our responsibilities. What was on his plate, what was on my plate, and every month we met with Daryl to make sure we were accountable to those things. Right, yeah. It ultimately came down to, you know, as owners, what is the highest and best use of your time? That's what Daryl would say. You know, it's just we needed to move into that role because we were both doing things that either we didn't want to do or didn't like to do, mm. you know, or, or rather what weren't good at, didn't want, want to do and didn't like, or we weren't good at. And so the blessing behind Justin and I being so different is that we have those different strengths and he can jump into different things that I don't want to touch and vice versa. And that was hard to come about and, and, and realize and find. But I mean, the coolest thing about it is, you know, we, we don't really talk much about it on, on the podcast, but if we didn't go through all of that process to get to where we are now, we would have never been able to start Total CSR, right? Because that was some crazy idea in Justin's head that I trusted him enough now and he trusted me enough to be like, okay, let's throw money at this thing. And if it doesn't work, we're going to be okay. And every step along the way, Justin's kind of led the charge on here's the vision. And unless something, I, I still don't think I said no to him on anything, but most of it, most of his crazy ideas have worked out with it. And if we didn't have that trust built up, if we didn't go through this entire process over the past decade, I just don't see how we would have been able to launch this company. Yeah. And I think the other part too is that having gone through that and we also went through a communications course together, <laughs> uh, it's called Listen Like a Leader. And we went through that process and that was really good for us. But the dialogue we were able to have without the egos involved anymore. So, for example, I have an idea when we first want this, a lot of people have heard, I said, Jordan, you can build this out. And Jordan says, no, I can't. And I'm like, no, no, we really can't. He's like, no, no, we can't. Not at all. And ultimately, even though I may have disagreed with him four times and fought him on it initially, my ego is able to step aside when he says, look at this alternative that we have in Trent this is the way to go. This is the right decision. And it was right. proved out, right? I was able to set my ego aside and go, I didn't know best in this situation. And so I'm able to identify situations that when Jordan has a gut that my ego is cash and checks, it really shouldn't be, that he's just going to give me the, the straight answer. And so I'll defer to him in those situations because he's a better judge of my own capabilities and our capabilities than I am. He's more intellectually honest that way. And there's a trust there now going forward. Right. So that's where we are today. Right now we're good until Justin does something to screw it up. So as the uh, majority owner now in Goodman Insurance, oh. the world is... <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> you remember the day on the golf course oh. where I got, got that extra percentage point? Yeah, I think the problem is is that we were drinking, so those don't hold water when there's you were sober at the time. involved. Oh, that's probably not true. Prior prior to the round. Still. <laughs> the, the verbal agreement was uh -huh. prior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I hope this was helpful for some of you guys. I know in this insurance business, there's a lot of families and a lot of siblings and parents and even grandparents and things can get muddled and we're all different and all come from different backgrounds and experiences. But I would say find ways to 
to make it work. Hire people. It's worth every penny if you can actually get to a point where you can hear and trust each other. It's kind of what I got. Yeah, and and I would say if you would have asked me, let's say 12 months or 18 months past when Jordan and I got on the same page, I would still tell you I was a little pissed about spending another 20 grand on consulting to actually mediate it, right? Because the return for me wasn't there because I saw it by and large like as unnecessary. Like, he should just think like me. Like, then we're good. <laughs> right. But now seeing that we would have never been able to do what we're doing now without that, that return is huge, substantial. We can't even calculate that. And, and so it's one of those things that in the short run, you may say it's expensive. But when you look at what you don't know in the future and the opportunities it opens up because you guys are on the same path, on the same track, and actually understanding how to use your talents in the, the way that's most beneficial to the organization, then the reward is there. And so if you're in a family business that's struggling, get the outside help you need to work through those issues. And we're always happy to, to talk to you. You have questions, you can always reach out to us. We can tell you all the nitty gritty of, you know, he'll tell you every stupid word that came out of my mouth at different <laughs> times. And and I've already got mine archived that I can just email over to you from him. So. <laughs> well, I guess then the only thing left to say is Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Indeed. Cheers. <laughs>